welcome to Zephyr Podcast Sessions with your host, me, Scott Howland. To find out more about Zephyr and how we're helping leading brands and businesses with customer journey orchestration, visit www.zephr.com. Hey, and welcome to the Zephyr Podcast Sessions. It's great to be back on a, uh, a sweltering day recording this here uh, here in London today. Um, and it's great to be joined by Bianca Allen today. Bianca, hey, how are you? Hello, I'm good, thank you. Yes, surviving the heat after um, a very intense weekend, but it definitely feels, whilst we can't travel at the minute, we are able to get a proper summer break here in Britain. No, absolutely. It's uh, it's it's been uh, it's one of those weekends. I saw some uh, some news um, videos where the the traffic and stuff to get to the beaches and things like that. I think people are actually starting to to enjoy the uh, the, the British countryside, which is quite nice. Um, for people that don't know you, um, it would be great if you could just intro to to yourself, your role, and and your background. Absolutely. So yes, my name's Bianca Allen, and I am a marketer. So I currently work at the Financial Times, which is head offices is based here in London. So for those that don't know, the Financial Times is a global daily newspaper. We've actually been around for, I think, over 120 years now, um, both in the print world and then also we publish digitally. So our core focus is our editorial content is around business and economic current affairs. And at the minute, particularly with the pandemic over the past six months, which we've definitely seen in terms of our subscriber base, people are really coming to us to use us as a guide in a very uncertain world. And we can, you know, be there to challenge the business leaders and just to be, you know, talking about the economic impact primarily of the pandemic. So I am head of UK and Samir marketing strategy, and that's working in the B2C team. But actually, in terms of my background, I have experience working both agency and client side. So I started my career six years ago working at an agency here in London on one of the lead um, technology accounts. And it was over those first couple of years that I really built up a performance media background using data to be able to make decisions to maximize our clients' revenue growth. And then it was through building those client relationships throughout this time that I really thought that in order to be able to serve a client from an agency, it would be good to have a day in the life of what a client needed to do. So it was at this point that I applied for a secondment from the agency I was working at to the Financial Times to lead their paid media team. So it was during my time on this secondment that I became extremely passionate, A, about publishing, secondly, the Financial Times as a brand. Um, and through being client side, I got wider exposure outside of just the day-to-day media world, but actually the day in the life of a marketeer. And that is ultimately then why I ended up accepting the full-time role earlier this year, actually just at the start of lockdown, leading UK and Samir's strategy. Amazing. And congratulations on that new role and obviously having such a su- successful secondment there. Um, with uh, with regards to, and that, that was very comprehensive, but with regards to what, what, what does day-to-day look like for you? Day-to-day. So it's probably quite cliche this as it sounds, but I imagine it's the same for most marketeers. There's definitely no two days that involve the same routine. 
So it's a fine line between balancing the long-term strategy and planning to ensure that we are putting plans in place that are ultimately going to deliver on the long-term objectives as the business. But then the excitement slash added complexity of working in publishing is you also have to be very reactive. And that's either down to acquisition performance, so the number of subscribers that are coming in, but then also the news agenda that day, because whilst you can have a long-term strategy in place, we are very reactive to what is happening in the news and therefore we need to ensure that we've always got that added bit of flex to our daily routine to be able to address that. And I bet at the moment that can <laughs> that can fluctuate a lot depending on the day-to-day news, some of the crazy stories that are happening uh, uh, over the globe. Um, so today we're going to focus on um, uh, the client relationships, but also the cross-collaboration and, and how that works closely between both publishers and agencies. As you said, um, you've been on both sides of that um obviously now you're on the on the um, the publisher side of that to dive into that into a bit more detail cross collaboration between publishers and agencies um what does that mean so to me cross collaboration and i think to even take it one step further i would say a partnership is extremely key these days to um overall marketing success ultimately we want to work with our agencies to deliver against our objectives in a relationship that is predominantly built around transparency and communication. So with communication, it's not, it's empowering the agencies and people that are working on the account to not feel that they need to just adhere to um, either the brief from the client, but to feel that they are able to, to challenge us and come back to us and say, actually, that's not the approach we feel we should be taking based on our expertise or knowledge we should we should approach it this way. And it's through having that partnership that you can build that relationship where you empower people to be able to do so. And secondly, I would say it's not just the communication, it's how you communicate. So it's trying to take take that relationship one step further. And instead of it just being revolving around emails or calls around big deliverables, it's building relationships and having different tools in place where you can just have a quick message and, hey, just to bounce this idea off you, what are your thoughts on if we take this approach on a tactic towards a media plan? And I think that's really how technology has empowered publishers and agencies to really evolve that relationship. So, for example, one of our tactics is content promotion. And as you've just rightly highlighted, particularly over the past few months, you know, Content can be extremely relevant on one day and then from the next day, due to the rate that things are changing, it can easily expire. And so if we were to have a weekly status meeting with the agencies where we're talking about the content that should be promoted that week, it would soon become not very relevant to our audience. So we use um, one of their project management tools and what this allows us to do is to nip in at any time throughout the day and share an article which we feel is most relevant and then the agencies are able to put that straight into the media plan, activate it and launch it. In contrast, when we're having strategy meetings, that's very much all around having the time, everybody in one room and focusing on one potential business problem and then all bouncing ideas off and able to solve them. So it's not just around people feeling empowered to communicate, it's setting up the environments in which 
based on what we're trying to achieve, the conversation can happen in that way. I guess this, the, the tech is empowering these relationships. That's great. And obviously the, um, the, the, the difference now between how you're building those relationships on, well, everything's key to relationships. And it's been a constant theme between every <laughs> conversation I'm having. It's all going back to relationships and how this is key. Um, but obviously having the relevant content, having kind of uh, the tools in place and tech in place to um uh, near on instant conversations with for example the partners in place so we've got two types of agencies that you touched on there you've got both strategic and performance and i guess strategically just strategic agencies have been around for a for a, a long time obviously performance agencies are more uh a newer concept um but i would say that are very much uh focused on the relevant content um asap and getting that that increase in performance what what is the difference between both of these agencies is there a preference with who you work with do you work with both or what is a strategic agency to start with definitely so we um last year which nicely ties into this adopted a new agency roster and that was to onboard two agencies one you rightly touched upon to primarily focus on our strategic planning and ensuring that we as the b2c marketing team are ladging up to the business objectives and then secondly is our performance agency so Ultimately, our strategic agency is responsible for identifying who our audience is, um, how we should be positioning ourselves as a brand to them, based on the budget we have allocated, how should we distribute that, and that can either be by different audiences or potentially looking at different markets. So should we be um, upweighting our budget this year in the US, for example, where potentially there could be growth? And they basically help us to answer the question is how, as we as a business, can continue to grow in an ever-changing market. So we're not just competing anymore against different publications, but the subscription business over the past few years has boomed. And so now there are many different industries um, that have access to subscription business. So that as well as a new added complexity to itself. So our partner helps us to answer some of these top line questions in order that when we're putting our marketing strategy together, we know that we've included um, not only the internal factors based on that, but also these external influences. And then in collaboration with that output of piece of work, we then brief and execute that strategy with our day to day performance agency. And the agency that we work with um, is very much centered around using data and a test and learn approach to maximize growth for our business. So they've got at a macro level who our audiences are, where we're going to be spending the money, what we're going to be talking about. And it's at that point that they then promote various experiments across search, programmatic or social. And that can be through a range of using different creative testing or different buys. And ultimately, they're then responsible for ensuring that we are getting the best performance based on the budget that's been provided. And that was a very concise way of putting that. There's, is there any crossover there? Is, do, do, these, do these agencies work closely together? Completely, yes. So it still very much goes about, and I think it's extremely important, going back to this partnership point, that there are no breaks in the change in terms of information being lost. 
and also it, it it is complex having two agencies it can require more work and more time so ultimately if if we've chosen to take this approach which we have and that's to get the, the best structure we feel is right for our business it's important that we're then getting the best out of all the specialists there so in all the key deliverables briefing sessions we make sure that we have key stakeholders across both different partners um, and then any results from the campaign we ensure that they're then fed up back to a macro level and then they can filter down again just to ensure that that nothing's lost and it's through having that i would say those ways of working and that flow that really then optimizes um the structure that we've put in place so this is really good to hear obviously the the financial times is is one of the leading publications um globally especially leading in the subscription world um there's, there's kind of uh, kind of a top two or three that uh, publications that have led the way up there and obviously seeing this from both strategic and performance uh, is key um, a question to you and <laughs> I, I don't know how this will go but um, obviously you're using two agencies at the moment could one agency do the same thing or do they both have different skills in them so technically yes definitely Scott one agency um, can look to deliver from a strategic standpoint and a performance standpoint, and that traditionally has happened and I think is still very common across the client agency landscape. And I think it's ultimately as a client being feeling empowered to be able to be able to focus on different agencies and be able to pull what you think is most right for your business. So we've seen over the past um 12 to 18 months while we've had this in place whilst initially when we made the decision to move to this roster and that was ultimately what we felt was right for our business needs at that time there is actually huge advantages to having a diverse mix of people with different expertise and backgrounds in the room in order to for them to be able to challenge one another so when we're proposing you know the business challenges we face for this year if if we internally as clients are sat in the room and whilst there will be some diversity in that we are we are still um, working for the same organization and similar to another agency actually the more um diverse that you can you can have and the, the people in the mix there ultimately potentially the best outcome and this is what we've seen over the past 18 months you can have in terms of your marketing objectives because you've got stakeholders in the room that work on an array of different clients and they have different industry backgrounds and they can offer a different perspective that potentially if you just had yourself and one other agency or going back to even more traditional ways where it was ultimately the client says x we must deliver on x i personally feel that through having those different viewpoints you actually come to the best outcome no absolutely and uh, that's something we're seeing across a lot of um, different organizational um, standpoints and from tech side of things right it, it used to be like a, a one platform you bought and uh, that was the that was the tool of choice well now it's this best of breed approach mm. where you're plugging all the best bits together um, to get to a better outcome whatever that might be from the architecture side of things all the way through to um, how your martech stack looks um, but uh, it, it sounds as if this is um, kind of a best of breed approach to um, the agency standpoint and relationships as well obviously there's a few and you've just touched on these as well there's a few benefits in in this that um, you're removing kind of competition you've got your strategic agency which is focused on the strategy side of things as, as you said who the audience is 
um, how the positioning is as a brand, um, kind of helping answer that, uh, how we continue to grow uh, in the ever-changing world. And the new performance agency is kind of that test, learn, growth approach. It's specifically focused on the key areas and strengths of that agency, which is great. And obviously you're going to get to a best outcome then because um, you've got different um, uh, stakeholders within those agencies challenging each other, yourself, all of the different um, areas. And, and we all know how that helps kind of um, grow. Do you have, Did you have to set up anything to, to kind of get this um, removal of competition between the agencies at all or get agreement on that? So the way that we approached it and I think the key was when we did the initial onboarding so it's setting clear expectations um, about who is owning what within the process as you rightly touched upon then and then ensuring those expectations were realistic and obviously you can have a plan on paper but as we evolved and did the onboarding and we worked through our first campaign and got the results from that and into our second it was very much an open dialogue between all three parties about what was working, what wasn't working, and how could it be improved. And secondly, we ensured that the commercial risk wasn't there. And so the way that we approached that was, was that ensuring the fee structures with both agencies didn't rely on competing on the media spend. Yep. And ultimately that just gave us then confidence that we were getting the best media plan on our budget and um, it, it wasn't based on the commercial um, remuneration. Yep. And secondly, it was ultimately, we, we want people to work on the FT account. We want people to feel excited. And through doing that, we need to ensure that we as clients are setting up um, an environment where, where people feel able to do so. And so we spent a lot of time of having all the key stakeholders in a room and building on that relationship we meet regularly to get feedback from people across the different teams so that we can ensure that there um, is no friction potentially between either agencies or potentially between the agencies and clients. You know, we have a very honest, transparent um, dialogue. And I think ultimately that then breeds um, the best outcome with work because you ultimately build this this agency roster for the best results and it would be a lot easier to go for one agency but if you put in the time and set up the working environment I, I do feel it is possible. It's obviously yeah, putting in the time is key to all of this and planning this out and making sure everyone is aligned and uh, you've set those clear expectations. Um, so that kind of moves me on to my, my last question um, for, for the theme today um, where we're looking at um, at this. If, if you had any top tips to align agencies in collaboration with publishers um, maybe two or three what would they be and it might be repeating some stuff that you've already said but um, yeah what would they be what would they be so if I was to say three things which we've particularly learned um, in our setup over the past 18 months firstly would be build a culture of honesty in all pursuits um, secondly make sure that communication is happening openly and also often moving um, into lockdown world this was even more important because we weren't getting that face-to-face -face time so it's finding the platforms that enable us to do that and finally setting clear expectations goals and ensuring that there is a key point of contact throughout the campaign planning process so that the different stakeholders know what they are accountable for what they should be delivering on and what to expect 
brilliant that's great um thank you very much for uh your great insight into this world um it's brand new to me um never really uh, been on both the agency or the publisher side of things in in the world of of, of media spend etc so it's really interesting for me to talk about this as well hopefully uh that that you can see the passion that you've got there with within this industry mm-hmm. um so so yeah keep doing what you're doing it's great um i've got a couple of questions for you at the end um totally off theme um that i like to ask <laughs> on every podcast session so um firstly um it's a uh, pretend it's a, a really well i you don't really need to pretend today but it's a really hot day in london <laughs> um we go to a bar after work what's your drink of choice has to be a margarita margarita look at that it's the first time i've heard that one on the podcast that's great to hear and uh, secondly we are curating a um uh, a playlist of some upbeat feel-good songs for uh to, hopefully make everyone feel good i'm about to release it in the next couple of weeks what would be your go-to song to add to that playlist um chic everybody dance <laughs> brilliant look at that that's great and uh it's uh it's uh, that was the easiest answers we we've heard uh normally uh i throw people off the scent and they uh it take a while to get back to me but look um bianca it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the uh, zephyr podcast sessions today thank you very much for your time and uh enjoy the rest of your day and uh hopefully some of the sun that we've still got at the moment absolutely thank you scott for inviting me no problem at all have a good day cheers bye